Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat. Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. on tests i certainly left school to get inebriated but i, yeah. I definitely didn't go. i definitely we started the morning on a, like an exam day yeah and definitely and i definitely drank the night before and then gone to school and probably still been inebriated well i mean uh i guess you kind of do what you got to do i think exam time was probably the, the the worst of it because that's when you you still had all your friends coming in on the bus who lived out of town. And they all day. And, yeah, sure. And I mean, a non-exam day, those were the best days to go because that's when you could do the most drinking. Yeah, and it's it's funny because they let you on the bus. They didn't know your exam schedule. No. And now it's funny because it's like, I think there's one exam a day. Yeah. And the bus leaves early. So I like right now in high school, I think they've taken that whole ability sure. to have a whole day <laughs> of in town. I feel like that's you're getting cheated almost. I truly believe children aren't the same quality as what we were. I'm not saying they're better, I'm not saying they're worse. I just think they're being cheated of experience. <laughs> yeah. That's because our generation looked back and went, "Oh my god, we can't let them repeat that." <laughs> I have no, you know what? I would not I would not be other than, you know, maybe the the occasional time that I'd gotten into a car with an inebriated driver. Sure. And not understanding that risk at the time. Oh, my God. That I would wish none of my children to experience or to ever have that they would have that thought. And again, and and it's not begrudging my parents. And heaven forbid they listen. And you know what? I love you both to death. But I never felt that I could call them. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Elder. We haven't talked for over 20 years. But uh, if you remember me, please don't think poorly of me. Yeah. Um I have to actually call them and, yeah. and, and see if they've listened. They do fo- I think they follow, at least on Facebook they follow. So they've yeah. seen the posts. And they know I'm podcasting. I, I and I mean, right, we've said some you know, I've I think I said I I hadn't learned anything from my father. And I mean I learned a lot of things about being a decent human being sure. from my parents. Sure. My parents were pretty salt of the earth. Yeah. Um, but I, I just little things like I don't think I ever sat down with my dad and talked about shaving. And I don't think I am right. right, And as I say, you know, him being a Boy Scout, uh, my survivability in the woods is like D minus. Oh, no. I would would hope that I got lost in the woods with you because you have military training on how to survive in the woods. You know what? Yeah. Wait. Whoa, whoa, wait. Okay, let me just quantify this before you start throwing the re- into the reliability pocket here. Oh, no. You know that no soldiers, they're only as good as their gear, right? Oh, and you have no gear today, so you're just as... No gear, we're fucked. Oh. <laughs> so well, as long as my tax dollars are hard at work, you're okay. Yeah, I guess so. And if they're not, you're just like me. Well, Scotty, we're back at it again, and I think we're... What is this? I guess it's uh time of recording is uh Friday the 
30th of October. Late October, the weather's starting to change out there. But, it was cold. Uh, it was cold. We today. did a little road trip this week and went to Peterborough, and then we came home, and we did another little road trip to yep. north of town, yep. and just that difference, and you had made the comment that it was... Oh, my God. It dropped, like, significantly, five degrees or more. And I think no matter where you're... Sure felt like it anyway. Yeah, where you're listening and where you live, I mean, there's definitely points in your commute or where you live or the town you're at where there's the line kind of dragged in the dirt and yeah. the weather's always different, you know, north of of that county road or when yeah, you yeah. get to Emily Park, it's different. Or in Peterborough, it's different than it is in Cajun. And I think everybody's got a little story like that, that uh, it can be different. Yeah. So. I just feel like I just got denied. Why? Because I was thinking, you know, here we are we dishing on like silly high school stories, and I thought, you know, who's probably got some good high school stories? I thought Sean might have something good. Oh, especially being in the school with one of, well, actually both of his parents while he was attending, right? I guess so. That's right, because I think Barb was an EA, right, and, and Floyd, Floyd was a custodian. custodian. Yeah, at the high school. Yeah, but apparently he's in another call. So let's see if we can try this again. Oh, he's in another call. There you go. Well, denied. I guess we can try and crank call somebody else. There you go. Let's do it. Let's see, let's see who else we got in the list. Anybody on the list? Here, let's call. Uh, here we go. Eric will have something stupid to say. Right. <laughs> Eric that I've talked to? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's terribly quiet. It is. What gives, my friend? Hello, below? Oh, technical difficulty. All right, let's try this another way. We will try again. One moment, please. Yeah. All right, now flip this over to here. Let's see what happened. You're creating a ton of work. I know. To I, edit this, I don't to really. To edit this out. You know what? When, when this makes it over to Andy, I wouldn't be surprised if he just says, you know what? It's just part of the show and deal with it. Nice. Because. Uh, Welcome to Gaps. <laughs> that's how I feel about it uh, right now. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. This should be better. Try this before. There we go. Hello. Eric. What's up? Eric, my COVID uh, dying brother, and how are you? Uh, slowly, slowly recovering. Oh, my Lord. Oh, well, listen, I'm hoping that you can uh, help entertain me and the rest of the masses who are listening right now to uh, hanging at the barbershop. You're here with me and Scott. Hey, Eric. Absolutely. We're talking we're talking uh, dumb high school stories. I hope maybe you would have one or two to enlighten us with. Oh my god. And you've obviously told us several times that uh we made you feel young. So we're <laughs> we're looking for you to impress because right we're ancient fossils. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't I I didn't grow up in the era of quaaludes. So <laughs> obviously don't have no ludes. I was uh I was not uh cognizant of the ludes the ludes i probably didn't find out about ludes until the uh, wolf of wall street <laughs> so that was probably i'm like oh i wonder if those existed when i was in high school <laughs> yeah you're currently in toronto eric now did you were you gta based for your high school or 
I was not. I was a military brat, so uh, I grew up all over the country. So where did you do the majority of your high school? Uh, middle school was in Winnipeg, and then I moved to live with my Oof, Winterpeg. dad in Esquimalt. Oh, that's so, a step up. Yeah, we 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 lived we lived on Victoria Island, so that's where I did the first half of my high school. Uh, and then my dad got posted to Moose Jaw, and I finished high school there. So Scott and I both attended a high school that was in a very small community, which meant that the majority of our of the student body actually bust in from around the county. Mm. And we were just saying how that come exam time, that those were some of the best days to go to school because when we went to school, you wrote upwards of two exams a day. So it could be a full day, but even on those non-exam days, you still went because it was the last two weeks of the year before your buddies that lived out in the country were going off and you might not see them again until September. But we also said it was a great time to uh, get away from the school and and get some of your best drinking time in. What was it like for you? (laughs) No, I I get that sentiment. Um, I I was never one of the the bad boys what out, uh, out doing the crazy uh honestly the only time we ever even drank in school i i couldn't stand it because i got my first taste of bacardi and i was convinced it was bug spray well the problem is you were drinking bacardi <laughs> that's why <laughs> i mean yeah that's that's fair um no it was it was a pretty simple life, man. I, I had yeah. a couple of good friends, and we we would hang out in the back forty. And the school that I went to in uh, in Victoria had a had a skate park, so we used to sit out back in the skate park and just drink sodas and chill. And then uh, we moved out to Moose Jaw, and it was nothing but farmers' daughters as far as the eye could see. It's not a bad thing. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. You did just say farmer's daughter. Dude, I swear to God, the the people in this town must, like, just export all their ugly women because there was literally nobody in my graduating class who was less than an eight. Oh, wow. It was (laughs) ridiculous. Now, at both your high schools, was there definitely, and being a military uh, kid, so would would the majority of the base's kids go to those high schools? Uh, uh, I think there were there were two two or three high schools in Moose Jaw, but there there was definitely a large contingency of military kids. Right, that's uh, it's a pretty big air base. And and was it um, was it uh, you and them kind of thing. So right, you no, were no, 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 no. It was like right, you went to that high school, and that was all good. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, those are those are the military kids over there. We don't talk. No, to them. no, no. That's not one of the cliques that uh, that really formed. Honestly, mostly military kids. We we just treat each other like family because that's basically what it was, right? For sure. If your parents spend enough time around each other, and you end up going to enough backyard barbecues you know it's basically just family so as a bass brat growing up how many times did you have to face the words do you know who my dad or do you know who my mom is (laughs) uh i've never had to face that uh luckily i've always been in uh in i've I've actually mostly been in that position for the longest time oh you were the one tossing that one around do you know who my dad is motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my mom was a pretty high-ranked person for, for for the most of my life right so 
I never threw my weight around with it, but it never uh, I understand where you're coming from. It never occurred to me that that was even a thing until I joined the military myself. Right. I mean, as a reg force guy being posted around the country, I've, mm-hmm. I've since come to learn that there is this community of in the spouse community about, do you know who my, my, my spouse is, my husband or my wife? So I, I wondered, yeah. is it the same with the kids? You know, does the base commander's kid, you know, walk around and throw his parents weight around? Like I never experienced it, but I, I've seen it experienced by other people. Sure. So, and knowing all of that, you still joined. Listen, <laughs> when you live in a town of 5,000 people. Yep. And you screw the pooch on your first job out of high school. Eh, it's kind of hard to find work. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'd rather not talk about it, but uh, let's just say I, I, I made some youthful indiscretions and uh, made a name for myself that I'm rather ashamed of. And oh. as a result, I, I, got a, I got a nice kick in the pants and my dad said, uh, you've got till the end of the year to either find a job, go to school or join the army. And uh, <laughs> there you go. That's where that got me. Well, um, yeah, I was going to say something pithy and witty, but I really got nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, sometimes you just need to kick in the penis. And I was young in the punk and I really, turns out I really needed something to straighten me out. A young punk, but. You were still very polite and not bad, uh, not a badass well, at school. I'm Canadian. <laughs> wow. So I, I, I spent most of my formative years in friendly Manitoba. Oh, wow. Yeah. Manitoba. Where, uh, you know, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, where you can watch your dog run away for days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Where you can put the car on cruise control and take a nap. Uh, it's not a good idea, actually. <laughs> I try. I, it happened to me once and. My mom still won't let me drive her long distance. There's a humble Broncos joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> uh. Excuse me. So yeah, on a more, no. on a more serious note, uh, you currently do have COVID-19 and you are isolating at home. I am indeed. I am. I'm on the tail end of it. Uh, yeah. I did, the, I did the normal army guy thing, and you know, I rub some dirt in it, you'll be fine. Uh, and then on Monday. Uh, I, I I went for some Vicks Vapor Rub to like decongest. You didn't take the uh, you didn't take the Trumpy advice of drinking some Lysol. No, 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 no. That would have been the, that would have been the next day. <laughs> um, but no, I tried to put on some Vicks to like open my sinuses. And yeah, I could not smell it. Okay, not I got even slightly. I gotta know. <laughs> so you you were using the Vicks. I assume that this is something that's carried with you throughout your life because I am totally opposed to the VIX because <laughs> it fucking it uh my parents traumatized me with it when I was a child. So I have to know what is the correct application of the VIX? Um like the vapo rub. One finger full on the chest? See, that's to me <laughs> seems like you're getting off easy because when I was a kid it was two fingerfuls up the nose. <laughs> Right in your nose, like That's in the nostrils. A little, yeah. a little under. Well, I mean, and you're in the medical field. Wasn't that a thing? Like, <sighs> right? A little rub under the nose. And if you were somewhere. It's great to conceal un- other smells. Yeah, well, that's right. Sure. <laughs> Later in life. Yeah. If you got somewhere with, as we've talked about, a little, a little stinky. Excessive. If it wasn't as strong smelling as it was. Think about this for a second. 
let's take something that we're actually trying to use to open our nasal passages to conceal the bad smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think That's it's just intuitive. Yeah. Overpowering. I, I think some people even put it on their feet. And then, like, put a thick I sock. I that. I don't understand it. I, apparently, I, I think there's the old adage that your feet can absorb a lot of, of stuff. And oh. and there's a little bit. I, maybe it's more of a, a Chinese medicine thing and pressure points and that your feet absorb a lot and things like that. Well, I know there's a crazy voodoo where you put your foot in the bath and then they throw an electrical current and it draws the toxins out through your feet. So maybe it works the opposite way, too. That's insane. That almost we were absorbent, then we would have never made it through the dark ages walking through shit. <laughs> if you weren't sitting across from me, I'd say you just pulled that out of a farmer's almanac somewhere. It, fe- it feels to me like it's in that same uh, in the same realm as the mustard plaster around your neck, right? That, yeah, I'm oh for sure that's a thing. Well, Eric, I'm terribly sorry that you are home suffering with COVID, and I know it's hard on you. So, um, in typical army fashion, I'm going to tell you. More foot powder, drink more water, get some rest, and if it doesn't go away in three days, come back and see me. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Yeah, thanks for talking to us. I hope you have a good night. Take it easy, Eric. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, buddy. All right. And it looks like Sean's free now, so let's uh, see if we can get him on the line. All right. Here comes. Here comes. Hello. What is up, my friend? Hey, Sean. Hold on a second. <laughs> I can hear you. We just ambushed you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the barbershop, dude. How's it going? I'm doing well. Excellent. What is going on on this Friday night? Oh, am I actually on the air? Yeah. Oh. But it's okay, because we don't do anything somewhere. live, so. <laughs> if you're really, really. Un- my proper mic. Come on, bud. Yeah. <laughs> If you're really, if you're really unhappy with this, we can edit you out, but not really. (laughs) So we were talking earlier about uh, high school, Sean, and uh, exams and how, you know, all the out of town kids would come in even on non-exam days. That's right, bud. It's time to play Euchre. Euchre, or you'd filter out to a a townie's house where his parents were at work, and then you'd start to drink. (laughs) I <laughs> know I never did that. <laughs> Wes, I feel like we were like badasses. Something tells me that, uh, yeah, maybe I wasn't as much of a follower as I thought I was. Oh. <laughs> I was high on no. my list of things to do. But I thought that you would have some cool high school stories, Sean, because both of your parents were in the school every damn day. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's always fun when uh, <laughs> we're going to call your your parents down to the office, too. Like, oh, great. Oh no! I mean, you didn't. Like or, or, or can we? Maybe we can get your parents at work. Like, well, yeah, you can because uh, you can just page just them. You the <laughs> can just make an open page, and they'll be here within seconds. Nothing That's like right. having the rest of the day to figure out your excuse. <laughs> a couple of times I got pulled in. Remember uh, Vice Principal Dorian? Sure, I do. I had to walk in like, hey, how about that basketball game? And he'd go on and on and on. Oh, yeah, by the way, I see you skipped a class. Uh, don't do it again. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, my God. You got off easy. He was good that way. He was. He was solid. Now, the one time, this is kind of a funny story. Sure. Um, I missed the bus. My bus ride might have been eight minutes. Ridiculous. Uh, I missed the bus, so I yeah. just walked to school. It took me about an hour to get there. I walked in. I was late, and they gave me three detentions for being late to school despite walking in 
Don't you think um, you should have got some kind of award for making it? Right. And not getting swept away by some fucking wildlife? Uphills both ways. Yeah. You. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I tell my dad, like, yeah, they gave me three detentions for being late. He goes, well, next time, just don't go then. Just sure don't enough, go. A couple weeks later, I missed the bus. I'm like, screw it. I'm staying home. They go up to my dad. Where's your son? He goes, oh, he should be at school. Then I got a three-day in-school suspension. Oh, no. But you didn't have to go to school. Well, so what you're going to school for the in-school suspension yeah. and sit there with the rest of them. What you're saying is you got in trouble. You told your dad who told you, here's how you're going to avoid it. You did that and you got in worse trouble. Yeah. So you're exactly what kind of advice was that? <laughs> yeah, you can't win. You couldn't win. Wow. And for years we called him Santa Claus. <laughs> he just looks like it's more like Captain Highlighter. <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, as far as, uh, yeah, Euchre at, during uh, the exams was awesome. Like, I remember people walking around with an actual Euchre deck trying to gather up people. Because near the end, uh, there wasn't too many exams, so less people would be in, so it was harder to get a game yeah. going. But a lot of times, we spent our spares or even after school playing floor hockey in the gym. And we knew exactly which teachers to ask. Like, Mrs. Oak, money in the bank. Oh, yeah, here's the key. Go go play some floor hockey. Well, gym teacher. Yeah, Mr. McCoy, I was always the gym teachers you had to ask. Mr. McAlpine, he was he was pretty good for most of the time. Mr. McEwick, yeah, a little bit. But Mrs. Oak, every time. Yeah, go play some floor. Yeah. Oh, go burn off some energy, you little bastards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has two, uh, two stunts who are great hockey players. Yeah, right. Something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what else we can talk about high school, like, without uh, – keeping you up too late nah. <laughs> we don't have to talk high school i just thought it'd be great to touch base with you and uh just to let uh, the world know that you were definitely instrumental and very helpful in uh getting us off the ground with what we're doing here in the barbershop so glad that yeah, you're uh, thank you for the little uh shout out in your first episode I of course that, that was nice yeah and i mean goosebumps oh that's really sweet so what do you got going on lately? You got any projects you want the people to know about? I do have a project I'm working on. Can you share it? I had a, no, not yet. Oh, you know okay. Me. Well, go ahead. Not till it's showtime, but Fair I enough. have a meeting with a couple people yesterday. Down oh, that's in the good. City about it, uh, doing it. Um, is, you know, I'm big on the live format. Yes. So uh, where I live, uh, internet is awful. As it's we have. worse here just 40 minutes north of toronto than it is on the burnt river yeah where i'm like 30 minutes away from so my cousin who lives on the burnt river has better internet than me 40 so minutes just north of toronto yeah so strange eh? that is anomaly but uh i know you got you got his cut out because everyone's working at home oh okay so uh <laughs> they got overloaded so i kind of chuckle at him at that point but he'll he'll bounce back and he'll be better than me again I know we've talked about this a few times and you've sort of mentioned the frustration and your continuing or ongoing fight with uh, Bell over uh, yep. what's going on. Any word on uh, what's happening there? Uh, at one point, we had two separate accounts being billed to us. Oh, boy. That's how organized they are. Yeah. Because uh, when you move, you're supposed to move the account, but they created another account and then still sent the account from the old address to the new address. Oh, so you're essentially getting on. double billed. Yeah, and they couldn't figure it out because every time we'd ask for uh, some correction or something fixed, they'd actually yeah. fix the old account. And, okay. Uh, it, was, it was a nightmare. And they couldn't even merge it. Oh, no. Uh, like, we're still wrestling with that. So the basic stuff. So And I expect them to bring five out to this area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although two accounts of five wouldn't be too bad. 
I guess if you'd only had to pay for one. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get some reverse engineering. On if that. you could, if you could swing that one, never seems to go your way that way though. No, never, 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 never. Well, my friend, before we get going here, let me just uh, put this one past you. All right, you're stranded on a deserted island, and you can only have three items with you. What are they? Um, a little dog, a vat of Vaseline, and a loaf of bread. Oh boy, <laughs> that was quick too. Last one. If you could replace your head with the head of an animal from the animal kingdom, what would it be? Uh, you know, in this day and age, it'd probably be an ostrich just so I could bury it. <laughs> God, I hate this fucking world. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. All right, Sean, let everybody know. What's the name of your show? <laughs> to be determined. No, that no. It's not the name. That is just my response. That's your response. I was thinking of your old show, but I guess that's kind of uh, on hiatus for now, isn't it? Actually, even if you look it up, it's been de- described, desubscribed, so uh, you can't even find it. Really? The Foxtrot? Yeah. The Foxtrot show? Oh, that's, yeah, don't worry about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's another world. That's just, that's another... Yeah, that's another ball of wax. Oh, that's the other you. Your listeners don't care about it. You know what? I don't know what people care about, so I'm just in the, you know, I just want to make sure that we're getting the word out there so that we're uh, we're doing some good work. Oh, don't worry. You'll be the first person I uh, track down for some uh, plugging. So. Oh, fantastic. Well, we'd but be happy. Let me know whenever you want me to come over. You pretty much can talk about anything. Oh, sweet. So um, we'll set something up for you. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, John. I'll even bring my own mic, just like a bowling ball. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, bud. All right, my friend. Well... Great talking with you once again, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. All right, buddy. Yep. Have a good night. See ya. Bye for now. Wow. So well, he's got some uh, irons in the fire, so that sounds I exciting. Guess, yeah. I can't under internet. I just don't understand how you can be that close uh, you to know the where, GTA. He's, what, 30 minutes out of You Toronto? know where Sean lives, right? So he's he lives uh, in Queensville, so just north of Newmarket. And lives right off of a major uh, a major thoroughfare. You think you'd have something there, right? But, um, we were talking sort of offline a while ago, and he was mentioning how the neighborhood that's springing up around him is getting fiber, but right because it's a new development. Because they're right, they're bringing yeah. it right there. The that's right. It. Well, thank you, Tony Farini and Dave Pendleberry, for creating cable cable, <laughs> because I think that's been. A lot of people's high-speed internet for a, yeah, long, for a time long time in Kawartha Lakes, or at least Fenland and uh, Bob Cajun. Well, even that's come up recently. I know there was uh, yeah, some talk about Yeah, so going to Rogers. Rogers, yeah. But, which, again, good for them, right? I, I yeah. think that's your, the end of the day, you continue to grow or you eventually get big enough that somebody else wants to buy you, and that's your retirement plan. So you know what? Congratulations to them. And I hope my service doesn't change. <laughs> now, service won't change. Getting service might. Oh, or my bill. <laughs> um, so, what th- three things would you bring to a deserted island? Oh boy! See, my brain automatically wants to go to survival mode. So I'm thinking, first thing, I gotta have a knife of some kind. I don't you care. Could, you could use a stone. No, I'd, I'd want a knife. It's way more versatile, and there, there's more uses for it than just cutting things, right? So. A knife is a big one for me, probably a lens of some sort, whether I knock it out of your glasses or magnifying lens, something like that. Last one, I probably want a comfort item. So I know it's not very practical, but I'd almost think I'd want like a, oh Lord, this is a tough one. 
it's deserted, so it doesn't really matter. But I mean, the 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 modesty in me would want like a pair of shorts. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that counts. Like, if clothing counts, but eventually that so stuff's you, gonna. You'd want a change of clothes, not necessarily a change of clothes, but I would want like a commercially made pair of shorts, shorts. as opposed to me trying to wrap leaves and vines around me. Right. You know, pair of shoes. Actually, you know what? I'm script. I could go naked, but give me some fucking shoes because at my age, trying to walk around on my tender feet. Ugh. There you go. I I can't even go across the threshold of the door without hurting it. <laughs> I stepped on a pebble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad. You ever done the Lego challenge? I yeah, I've stepped on a ton of Lego. I, I know I haven't stepped on anything lately. I imagine that will uh, ramp up here shortly well um, christmas is coming yeah but uh, i used to step on the odd I, I, I would rather walk through fire <laughs> i've uh i've embedded tacks in my feet i've stepped on oh, nails no. uh, yeah so i mean i've had a lot of a lot of trauma to my feet so they're they're pretty tough uh um, no, not mine not anymore yeah all those days of walking for miles and miles with a pack on those days are gone and really, you think that would toughen up your feet, but no, no, do it in a leather boot that doesn't breathe. <laughs> and get your boots off, and there, oh, look, there goes the whole bottom of my foot with it. Yay. I don't miss that. No. No, not at all. Well, let's see. What do we got here going on? What do we got here? Well, here's something fun I thought we could go through. And uh, actually, I'm going to save that one, because I think that we can we can do a little bit later. But... Um, What's today? Today's the 30th of October. I thought it'd be neat if we took a look back through the annals of time to see what was going on today in history. This day? Yeah. All right, throw it at me. What do you got? I got a few things. Let's see here. Stuff that all we can talk about here. Today. Oh, what is going on here? This is dumb. I got the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> what day do you have? I'm an idiot. August 25th? What is going on? Oh. This is wrong. I didn't want that for August 25th. You're I gonna, can tell you what was going on on August 25th. Right? And then I somebody really fact check us and yeah, be like, really. uh, that did not happen on October 30th. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. That's dumb. All right. So <laughs> My you're, mistake. you're re-googling your list? No, no. I am going to go back to um, what I had before. This is a cool one. So this was a huge, huge thing in history. But uh, today uh, in, uh, in history, in 19, where's the year? 19. It was a Sunday evening in 1938. It was the prime time of radio. Orson Welles and War of the Worlds aired today. So basically people are tuning in on their radio. Yeah. And this cuts in like a news broadcast. Yeah. Alien invasion. Yeah, like little green men and like ships landing and but the radio play. So I mean people were were turning were tuning in late, maybe didn't catch that this was a dramatization and it turns out there was widespread panic and, and they bought it hook, yeah. line and sinker. Yeah, yeah. People actually thought that uh, the world was uh, being invaded. In that time, I mean that was you know, um what would have been going on politically? 1938, so um, we're talking just pre-World War II. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, tensions uh, in Europe, uh, potentially. And, I mean, it's not like people were doing bomb shelters then yet. No. It was still too soon. 
Um, there really wasn't, you know, uh, where would you be getting your sci-fi from then? You know, maybe c- comic books? 1938, I guess it would be more pulp, uh, pulp magazines and, right. and pocket books. Right. I can't even think of the term. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so interesting. And, I mean, right, you, it's the same thing as where fake news nowadays, right, where you know, if you see it on the internet, you know, half of us believe it and half of us don't. But I think back then, you know, if you heard it on the radio and it sounded legit. Well, I mean, without having the visual component to go with it and, you know, having high fidelity, or at least for that time, high fidelity sound effects over the airwaves, yeah, that could be pretty compelling. You know, again, it, you know, I can't imagine... Now I've gone back as a as a young man. There used to be on Sunday nights. I used to be able to pick up Rock ninety five from Barry. And back in the mid eighties, they would play on Sunday nights. They would play uh, various radio, uh, old radio programs like Burns and Allen and Abbott and Costello. And and I can remember going back and listening to those as a kid and thinking, God, these were great. And if I had grown up in the age of radio plays, I'd have been like super into it. So. Right. I probably would have bought into it. Right. I mean, I think the next, my most next favorite one is little Ralphie hiding in the bathroom with his oh, decoder yeah. ring. And then it was a commercial for Ovaltine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little disenchanted because he thought he was getting a real message from a spy. Yeah, really. But So the, the US FCC actually investigated the uh, broadcast, but then they found that no laws were actually broken. So... And it's really cool, you know, uh, Orson Welles went on to have like a huge career after that. I mean, uh, uh, directed, wrote, produced, and starred in Citizen Kane, which is by all accounts a, a classic. Have you seen it? I have not. Me neither. So, but here's, here's one for you. And this one I have seen his last scripted role. Do you know what it was? Not a clue. Orson Welles was the voice of Unicron in the 1986 Transformers movie. Well, then you definitely saw it. Yeah, I saw that. I'm probably going to see it again later this week. Right. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, and and that's, um, it's funny. You talk about classics and all these movies. There's a really cool thing, and it's uh, like a scratch ticket, and it's a poster. Okay. And then, um, like, the sections have. Does it smell good when you scratch it? I don't if it's scratch and sniff but it's it's movies so if you've watched the movie you get oh. to scratch the the gold off of it it almost sounds like an advent like it an is. advent calendar yeah, yeah, yeah. for movies yep and it's like I, whatever it is the top 100 of somebody's list sure so right raging bulls on there probably yeah, citizen yeah, yeah. kane uh the godfather and it just forces you to kind of go back and watch these movies and then yeah. you get to scratch off when you've watched them i've seen there's and I don't know if they're user created. I think they are. I used to be a, a big user of the IMDB. Have you used that one before? I use it now because of you. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. A lot of it is user curated kind of stuff. It's not always 100% accurate. So but what would I use it for? Explain this to me. I would go to their website and I would put in a movie or so I would put in an actor. You can search by several uh, search criteria. So typically like, if I want just the bare bones of a movie, I will look it up by title. And then from there I can get like the movie synopsis and then I can get like cast and crew. And then you can get like little fun things out of it, like quotes, if you're looking for quotes from whatever it is. And it's not just movies, but you can put in TV shows too. 
But you can also search by actor or search by industry professional, I should say. And you can get that information sort of very quickly. But, oh, my God, where were we going with this? I don't know. You talked about it. I was thinking, is that, is that how you, you know, and then you find an actor and then you watch everything that he's been in because you like him? Oh, right. Or so by director? Going, going back to what I was trying to remember, because it just hit me. <laughs> IMDb has a list of, I think it's a hundred films that you should see. And then there's tons of these movies, there are lists that are out of there. Of course. Have you ever stopped to look at one? I struggle with older stuff. I struggle with today's stuff. I mean, sure. there's a handful of movies that I like. Well, you just look at my started, uh, start watching yep. uh, page on Netflix. There's a lot of shit I've given up on. Oh, really? And it's just like, nope. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, right, I've got guilty pleasures and I'll watch certain movies multiple times and then others I have no interest in starting. And they're like, oh, have you ever watched this? And I'm like, not start to finish. Bits and pieces walked in. Somebody else was watching it. I finished. I mean, I've seen the end of, you know, a movie five times, but start in middle? Never. Yeah. You ever get up and left a movie? In a theater? Yeah. No. Yeah, me neither. Come close, but I've never left one. Um. My mom fell asleep. I think um, science fiction one, um, two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Is that is that accurate? Yes. So my dad took her to see that as a date, and she fell asleep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but uh, great then, movie though. <laughs> sure, Dave. <laughs> oh, that's where we're going with it. That was good. That's about the right. For a guy that doesn't drop taglines, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I mean, myself. Uh, yeah. Let's just throw some more fuel on that. Uh, the Mandalorian came back to TV today. Did you watch Scott? I'm not a subscriber. <laughs> um, I wish I had a friend that would sh- share his password for me, and then I could uh, just poach his. Uh... Oh, right, right. But That's you're not nice. a firm believer in that because you're of the poaching of passwords. Yeah, so. But uh, where are my parents? I tell you, so there's some. It's eight bucks. I have but, some. Yeah. We pay a little bit more. We pay for oh, HD. A, a premium account because we have a 4K TV now. So in order to get the 4K programming, you've got to have a premium account. So I get a little nervous about tossing out the password because if it gets out there too much and suddenly somebody's watching my account and I've exceeded my device limit, that's going to piss me off. So that's kind of how that goes. I totally understand. I mean, few people, well, everybody in the house has the Netflix on their device. And I mean, there's definitely times that we've watched Amazon just because uh, I can't get on Netflix. So I totally get it. Um, you want it available when you want it available. And uh, yeah, share like multi, multi-platform or multi-user yep. is, is totally right. And I mean... You want it when you want it. And I, as I say, there's days I want my Netflix and yet the kids are both on their devices watching what, it. I want to say that on the premium account, the device limit is four. Right. What is it for the, the basic account? Basic Netflix, I think, is two. Two screens. Two screens, I hear. And then somebody- And you have two kids at home. I do. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Ethan watches a lot of uh, eclectic stuff. He's a big YouTube uh, subscriber watcher. Um, and things like that. Oh my so. God. I have, I got a YouTube story for you. I just learned this yesterday. One of the toy channels that I subscribed to was talking about a, um, an animated <gasps> series oh that my. was produced by Nelvana, the Canadian animation yep. company. 
Nelvana runs a YouTube channel and it has a bunch of their like old stuff on there, including rock and rule. Nope. Oh my God. It's a super cool post-apocalyptic rock and roll movie, cartoon movie. That's kind of in the same vein as the devil and Daniel mouse kind of deal. You didn't see that one either. Did you? Nope. Oh boy. I'm talking to myself. Anyway, guys, uh, Rock and Roll is on the uh, Nelvana YouTube channel. In fact, I'm going to pull that up because I don't remember the name of the channel, but I have to see it to. I like that. To um, remember what it's called. Here it is. It is called Retro Rerun. Oh, very good. Retro Rerun is the name of the channel, and it's curated by uh, Nelvana. So, yeah, I mean, can you see that? Uh, yep. You see who that is? That's Mr. T. Yeah, so uh, also has old episodes of TNT. Oh, right. Yeah. And they're full episodes. So what was the connection to them? I'm not sure whether they had a production credit in that. They may have. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, so you can get some of this old Nelvana programming on. Uh, I mean, right. It, we've talked about it. I mean, you can pretty much find any classic, any throwback, any retro show out there in some quality or form. You just have to be willing to look for it. Yeah. And be prepared, be prepared for the uh, the value not to necessarily be great. Yeah, and I mean, depending on how you're consuming your media, I mean, if you uh, if you don't care about a paywall, that can also be a barrier. But right, there are other ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you you look hard enough, and uh, you you'll find it. Right. We and- just we just had this big conversation at home about what to do with our media collection. Because between the two of us, we have this DVD Blu-ray collection that's like well over 600 titles. I can concur. We we, we uh, did a little uh, basement tidy. Yeah. And there is a ton of media down there. So are you going to digitize it? Well, so that, that crossed my mind. Do I want to... So then I got to get into... I need the software to do it. And when I start getting into Blu-rays... I'm sure there's something out there that'll do it now, but do I really want to like rip them into a digital format? Because the reality is I don't buy a lot of physical media anymore. I don't buy movies like I used to, you know, used, right. to, used to be new movie Tuesday when all the new DVDs would drop right. and we would hit the you shop. Go out and, yeah. And like, we would get it. Were you uh, like, right. You're a fanboy, So I mean, the same thing. Would you have gone out and tried to have the entire Marvel collection? Like, I can Iron tell Man. you right now that I have probably right up to and including uh, Infinity War, I probably have everything on physical media. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, it has. It really probably only in the last two, three years. You know what I really struggled with because I was putting stuff away today. Sure. Is at some point you could buy Blu-rays or DVDs and then they gave you a digital key. Oh, yeah. I can remember before that getting a third disc, and the third disc was your digital copy that you had to transfer yeah. to a device. And um, I always struggled with the digital key. Sure. I never, right? I thought that was wasted. You know, they give you the key, and it's yeah. like uh, you couldn't make it work, or it didn't recognize your device. Or, or... it expires if you don't register it fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> Should never expire. They do, though. I know. It's like a limited license. And, and uh, what was the big one there for a while? Ultraviolet. Yeah, that's the, uh, exactly it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And those have an expiry date on yeah. them. Yeah. And that that's right. That, there's the question. When you download media, yep. are you renting a licensing agreement or do you own the movie? 
Well, that's just it. When you're when you're consuming it digitally from whoever provider, it's very clear. It's a license. You're not purchasing anything. You're purchasing a license, and it is a limited license. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? Bruce Willis, this interesting story. Bruce Willis actually had a lawsuit with Apple over his uh, his iTunes collection, which I, apparently is quite extensive. He wanted to include it in his his will. Yeah, right. To give it to yeah. So, and I don't know what the resolution was there for that, but I mean, the fact that it had to go to a, to a court. It makes me nervous about wanting to reinvest in my movie collection digitally because now I'm at the point where it's like anything I own is probably outdated for any digital keys that I might have. So that puts me down to I can rent or purchase it from Google or some of the other digital platforms. But what happens if those companies cease to exist? Yeah, what happens? Or they, you know what? It's just like Netflix. I yeah. mean, there's movies, new movies coming and old movies going. So it there's limited time frame, even on Netflix. So I mean, same thing. If Google rents you that movie or you buy that movie yeah. from Google, if they're no longer licensing that, yeah, I imagine your key gets shut down. I think this is the this is the other issue from the consumer's perspective is with every major studio wanting to get into the streaming game, you know, Netflix in its current state is in no danger of folding. I mean, they have enough original content and that stuff will always, always, always be there. But like you say, it's the stuff that they're licensing from other studios. Hence, we're seeing all the Marvel films are dropping off because it's owned by Disney. Disney has their own service. Of course they want to show it. Yep. They want that recurring revenue from you on their platform, not somebody else's. Right. And now you've got... HBO doing the same thing with HBO Max, which means all the Warner Brothers stuff is going to be over there. Yep. So, well, that's why yeah. I think Netflix is in such a rush to get their own content because they're losing their superhero content here shortly. Yeah, I think part of that was uh, part of the big thrust uh, in 2020 when they pretty much expand, like really, really expanded their animation offerings was. Because they knew that the Disney era was kind of coming to a close right. for them, so yeah. But um, yeah, and as as I say now, we have um, a family streaming for Apple Music. Yeah, and I probably listen to more music now, um, because right, just every month it hits my credit card for nine ninety nine. Yep, and um, but I mean I've got access to the entire catalog. Yeah, yeah. So there's not picking and choosing, you know, the best songs off the album. I actually can listen to the whole album, which I think is good for Apple. I don't know how good it is for artists, which is always this. Oh, I don't know. I think they get paid pennies a stream, right? Where when you used to go buy an album, 
they got a little bit more. And I think bands, unfortunately, still where they make most of their money is merch and touring. touring yeah. And guess what? There's not a whole lot of touring. Going not right on now, right there now. isn't. I guess, and that's a big reason why we see a lot of artists getting into their own sort of, you know, they, they get disenchanted with the record label and they start their own label. Yep. They want to own their own music. And that makes sense, really. Yeah, so uh, big DVD collection, Blu-ray collection. I just don't know what I'm going to do with it, but i got to make a decision on that here sometime in the near future. Cause... Well, if you're listening to us on I or not iTunes on um, YouTube. Yes. Uh, make a little comment on the bottom. I think that's probably in all the um, formats that we're putting ourselves out onto. I think that's probably the one that's the easiest to comment on, or I see oh the my most gosh, yeah, like on other people's streams. For sure it is. There's definitely more comments on uh, YouTube. So yep. um, as of episode, well, I guess they're all up there now, but um We've started to um, put them there for your listening pleasure as well. Yeah. Uh, whopping nine subscribers. Hey, that's two more than we had yesterday. Right. Right. That is, a, that is That's not you and me. <laughs> that's right. Or our family. Right. <laughs> or close um, friends. <laughs> but yeah. And you know what? I think uh, Wes and I have said, uh, you know, we want this to be successful, but we also want this to be very interactive. And um, you know what? Uh, the comments uh we're seeing them we're liking them um and uh we appreciate um the feedback so again as as Wes said if you have ideas um or comments or you you know you just smash that like button um means the world to us and uh yeah it just encourages us to uh do additional uh content uh like the impromptu cold ones that was a lot of fun it was. Um, I, I just want everyone to know that was not um, a staged sound not to my voice. Not contrived, contrived in any way. <laughs> that was an honest, emotional reaction. Um, and I think what got Wes to start that stream. My only regret was not getting to the camera fast enough. <laughs> I uh, We tried um, a beer that was infused with habanero, ghost peppers, and chipotle. And chipotle. And, um, you know, I, I, I did the typical thing, and I had um, nose in the cup um, and had a, a good hearty smell. And uh, it, it elicited a very... Uh, a very strong response. Response. And, right, I had quite a... I don't know if it's rhymes with a, rag reflex. Yeah, like a gag <laughs> reflex and a bit of a cough. And then the cough kind of followed up with a bit of a, you know, the uh, and, and right. And then we're all laughing. Of course, it wasn't a bit of a, uh, it was a big of a. Yeah. Uh. And, um, you, you know, that wasn't. And then he started recording and, you know, tears in my eyes because that's what happens to that reflex. And, you know, that was, you know, the second half beer I'd had for the night. So it wasn't that I was drunk. Um, it was just an honest emotional reaction. And it just came out that way. Um, so I mean, like <laughs> you know, for the for the 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 fellow that thought I said it uh sounded like Ned Flanders, Oakley Dokely. 
Um, Heidi ho neighbor. Yeah. You know, the man's a comedic genius. So uh, I'll take that as a positive. Yeah. That I sounded like the Flanders. And, uh, but yeah. And I mean, right. We posted that, uh, didn't edit it, didn't look at it. We just smashed that share button. Yeah. It was right. And, um, you know, the more we put out there like that, that's what we want to do is to share like that honest reactions, um, human reactions. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not afraid to, to have myself out there in the world and be judged. And, uh, you know, it's cool. Other cool news this week, the, the possibility of, uh, more podcasts and additional podcasts coming to the Sawcast uh, production family. Um, we've often talked about Scotty doesn't know. Yes. Um, and uh, a few people are quite aware of the the tie in to the '90s movie Euro Trip and the song. Apparently, I was not one of them. I've played it for you now. Now you are. Now I am. Yeah, and uh, the song called "Scotty Doesn't Know" by Lustra. And uh, you know, in doing all of this and the the production quality and in wanting an intro and an outro kind of music i'd love to use that music so i actually reached out to uh the band lustra and um i actually got a reply from them which Un- I, unexpectedly i was shocked you know it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know the atypical hey i'm a big fan and would love to like just poach you you're know, like one of four yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> people like them name another song they did why you gotta be like this <laughs> I ch- I I changed my mind, ladies and gentlemen. You're one of three. <laughs> one of three. One of three. No, no. Tell your story. It's good. I yeah. like it. And uh, I got a reply. Um, and then I was kind of joking. Oh, they must pay somebody to to handle their social. You media. think they get a social media team? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, go to the wiki, and it's actually a band member. So, you know what? Hopefully, as as things progress, and uh, they don't listen to this and be like, "What a joker!" Yeah, uh, that I can you know poach some of their music and use it as my intro outro to uh, Scotty doesn't know coming soon to Sawcast Productions. Well, I think it's cool. It ties right into what we were saying about you know ownership of intellectual property, and that that strongly suggests to me that the band owns their music and not a record label. So, the fact that you're even communicating, you know, with it's not a it's not an immediate no that says something to me that it could be you know it could be a good thing so uh, earlier tonight i posted up on our uh, facebook page just a little bit of a fun thing for uh, for you guys so have a look at us on facebook and it's uh, hanging at the barbershop you got a side project or a little hustle you want the people to know about let us help spread the word send us your best funniest weirdest questions you want answers to and tell us about your project because if we pick your question not only will we answer it, but we'll shout out your project. You can send your questions to us at uh, hangingatthebarbershop at gmail.com right here on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, Scotty, I got something else that we can do here. I'd just I like to tell you. Oh, do you? 5,097 oh, 5, people like Lustra. 5,000. Wow, I've been to concerts that had a bigger crowd than that. Dude, they're a band in the '90s with a one-hit wonder. They're in, hey, they're in a movie, and I'm not. So who the they're hell? They're doing I? great. <laughs> who the hell am I to yeah. say? So what else do you got for me? From the world of the weird, I thought we'd take a few minutes and let's cover some uh, weird headlines. Like Florida man. Mm, what's Florida man? Oh my gosh. 
Is that so like code if, for Flo Rida? Uh, no. So if you go to Google and you type in Florida man and the date or your birthday, yeah. oh. ideally you usually get back. Uh, so you would go, you know, Florida man, January 11th, which is my birthday. Okay. It's coming up. Okay. And it would be like Florida man arrested for fornicating with alligator at a 7-Eleven. Well, now you've piqued my curiosity and I have to try this. And then, uh, yeah, you can pretty much get something for every day. It's oh. Fun. It's a fun little drinking game. The Florida Man Challenge. There you go. See, it's there a thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, Florida Man arrested after taking meth and cocaine before work as a middle school teacher blacks out in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Are we doing yours, too? What are we doing here? Florida Man January 11th. January 11th. Oh, boy. Oh, give me the headline here. It's giving me a whole story. Holy cow. A Florida man was arrested Thursday night after more than 40 grams of cocaine were found in his possession during a traffic stop near the Florida Keys. But not before he decided to eat part of the arresting officer's patrol car seat, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. I guess it would be your name. Scott Elder of wherever, wherever was charged with cocaine trafficking and resisting arrest charged with property damage for chewing up and eating a sheriff's office patrol car seat after he was taken into custody. Wow. I was not expecting that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, share your Florida man stories. Yeah, really? (laughs) So headlines. Yeah. Here's a good one for you. Homicide victims rarely talk to police. I wonder why. Like, do people actually consider what they're writing before they stroke the key? I don't know. Is there still proofreaders? I don't know. <laughs> I I think I remember as a kid, you could, um, and I think there was a monetary thing or a shout out thing. And like the Gazette, if you found a typo in the, oh, the right. Finland Gazette, you could uh, earn a buck. Earn a buck. Okay. And you'd be like, hey, or grammatical error or whatever. And they, it was sort of a fun game. I don't know if they tried to bury a few uh, teasers in there, but I think I remember that. Here's another good one for you. How about this one? Breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. I don't know if you were ever a little kid and you said, I'll hold my breath until you uh, buy me that yeah, uh, really. action figure. And your mom dragged your lifeless body out of the toy aisle. <laughs> Sometimes I I look at these and I see that they look like they look like scans, right? Because these are obviously old, and I'm like, are these made up? Like, really? Oh, here's a good one for you. Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age 25. <laughs> How about 19? Uh, yeah. Well, right when the the teens were over. But uh... oh, this is a good one. This is from Canada. This is from the Toronto Star, June 14th, 1996. Now, think of this in in today's Canada. Marijuana issue sent to a joint committee. And they (laughs) sparked that sucker up and said yes. (laughs) Nearly 20 years later, and look where we are. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, here we go. (laughs) From the uh, obvious file. China may be using sea to hide its submarines. Right? Well, deep, apparently, <laughs> deep down under that water, right? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even, I, right? Without context, right? But I mean, I, somebody wrote it, somebody posted it. And here's one for you. Only in America, sir. Federal agents raid gun shop 
find weapons. No way. I couldn't imagine that ever happening. What did they think they were going to find? Did he, you know, uh, just left out the word, you know, prohibited or illegal? Illegal, yeah, yeah. You know. So here, I've got a few things um, to ask you. Yeah. All right. Um, what's a body part that you wouldn't mind losing? Pinky finger. Belly button. No, it would just throw off the symmetry. Not that I had much. What do you worry? Is your belly button's useless. It has no purpose. I guess it's... There's a visual use. Oh, so you think you're an android or something because you yeah, didn't have really. a belly button? And people look at you and be like, oh, maybe he's not real. We've had this conversation before, and at home, uh, Kim is very self-conscious of her belly button because of previous surgeries that she's had. But I've seen cases where these people have had like the the skin removal because they've lost a significant amount of weight, and in the process, they've lost their belly button. Right. And it looks fucking weird. Just one of those things you're used to looking at. I guess so. Well, don't judge me. I'm going to lose my belly button. You're going to lose a pinky and not be able to drink tea. That's fine. All your grip strength is in the first three fingers. Yes, but how are you going to hold your teacup without your pinky? By the time I'm sipping tea, I'll be the nurse will be doing it for me. If you had a boat, yep. what would you name it? Oh, good lord, a boat. Uh, the SS WTF. Nice. <laughs> I was thinking the Kumquat. Oh, why? Because <laughs> it's a fun word to say. <laughs> Could you imagine like flowing down the Trent Severn and some little kid going to his daddy? Daddy, what's a kumquat? <laughs> daddy, I want to sail on the kumquat. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, right? It sounds like it's a dirty word, but it really isn't. I'm going to water ski behind the kumquat. Exactly. <laughs> Who's the messiest person you know? Uh, the messiest person I know <sighs> without throwing anybody under the bus. And if you don't have an answer, you know what that means? What's that? It's me. It's you. Well, see, I was immediately going to go to me, but then it's like, no, I know people who are, are messier than I am, but I'd be throwing them under the bus right. and I don't think. No names. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, an, yeah. an acquaintance? Closer. Okay. Yeah. Family member? Possibly. All right. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say family member, a current liver of my house would be the messiest person. Oh, okay. And I, I will firmly believe that uh, I am messy. but I, still, I know I am. Uh, I think I can still see more uh, floor in my room. I was going to say. You I should, can see in their room. That's You know what, to me. You should see the floor on my side of the bed oh, right now. <laughs> that's the test. If you really want to know if you're messy, you open. Oh, yeah. And um, being a first responder. For a lot of years, and I, I'm a true believer, if you want to know how somebody lives their life, yeah. go, go to their house when there's an emergency and they don't know they're expecting company. And um, you go in there and you're like, whoo. I'll tell you a messy story, and I'm not going to tell you the degree of mess that this particular family lived in, but I will say this. There was a time where I used to babysit for their kids. And I can remember going to the house one day, probably the first time that I went there, and I realize in the kitchen that there is an aquarium, like a, not a fishbowl, but an actual aquarium. And the aquarium looks like some of the ponds that I had 
kind of run through as a small kid hunting for turtles and stuff, but like it's brown. And do you remember the, did you see the movie Dune? Yes. Remember the scene in Dune when the navigator rolls in in the big glass? Yes. And then you don't see him because of all the fog. And then he comes right up to the glass and it's like bloop and he's right there. There was a a living goldfish in there that it just passed the glass, and as it passed the glass, is the only reason I knew there was anything in it. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Aren't those supposed to be like ecosystems and keep well it's keep a, clean themselves, right? And you put the snails in, and well, this is some like other the, algae uh, eaters, and this is clearly the fish that lived. You know, they say fish will grow to the size of their environment, right? Because right. you take a goldfish and you put it in a bowl, and it doesn't really get any bigger. But no. You put them in a pond. And they grow look bigger. He looks like a koi. So if you take the the same uh, adage with a, you know, 30-gallon or 40-gallon tank and, you know, your goldfish slowly start dying off, that one that lives is going to get bigger. Right. And this thing was like sunfish-sized. It was, it was pretty big. Yeah. What is your biggest screw-up in the kitchen? Oh, shit. I did something recently where... uh. Oh, maybe oh, I melted something by accident because I left it on the hot. I turned on a burner and uh, it was a piece of plastic. Oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> you as a firefighter are going to appreciate this one. When I moved in with him, I came with a deep fryer. And like most deep fryers, over time, they eventually, the coil in them burns out. And so you get rid of them. Only I didn't replace it. But I still like French fries. So I thought I would make French fries one night. But I'd do it the old-fashioned way. So I put a pot on the stove with oil. You know how many houses have burnt down? Yeah. Because of your story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, no. not because I did it, but no. from, a, yeah, from having a similar experience. Yeah. I put the pot on the stove. That's not the, the worst part. It gets, it gets worse. I may or may not be a little impatient when it comes to when I want my damn french fries. So more heat is better. Well, no, but I thought just like water, if I put a lid on it, it will heat faster, right? Yep. It's also true. It is. So you think I'd know this by now because I'm, I do cook quite a bit and, I, and I'm aware of like the smoking point of oil and that, you know, seasoning of cast iron and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm definitely aware of this stuff. Oh my God, if I did not hit and exceed the smoking point. I had forgotten that the pot was on the stove until it was like, what's that? And I turned to look and I could see just a little plume of smoke coming up from under the, the pot lid. And the idiot that I was, I walked over and what did I do? I fucking lifted the lid off and it was like, you know, the fogger for the beekeeper. Yeah. It was like a giant fogger had gone off in the kitchen and it was just like, it was the worst. So I'm overwhelmed by the noxious, the toxicity of it. And not overwhelmed to the point where I'm like on the floor, but it's like, I'm gagging now. Oh, Jesus, this is fucking horrible. So it's now filling the kitchen rapidly. And I'm talking like seconds. I'm yelling at Kim, get out, get out now. Because I'm thinking it's happening. Like I've just ruined, I've ruined my marriage. And <laughs> I'm burning the house down right. tonight. Yeah. Get the dogs. Get the dogs out. I mean, just leave the fucking door open. If they run out, we'll fucking find them later. And I get outside. By this time, the smoke alarm is going off. 
and I learned that a smoke alarm going off on the batteries will only last like 10 minutes. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. it'll run they it right. They run them dead. Yeah. So I'm, I'm able to collect myself enough outside where I'm able to go back into the house, which is now you can't see anymore. You right. can't, I cannot see the kitchen window from the door. So you take a deep breath and I run do. back in. I go back in. I'm now crying because of the, the toxic, the, the noxious fumes. And I carefully get the pot by the handles and I carry it outside and I dumped it in the snowbank. You're lucky you did not get burns on your hand. I know. The the handles were not like no, the, the, the level of the oil was below yeah. the pot handles. Yeah, the, the the pot did what it was supposed to it do. It totally did. Yeah. I did not. Um, I was such an idiot. Ideally, right? Put, Use a fucking deep fryer, idiot. Well, put the <laughs> lid back on and just slide it to the burner that's not on and it'll cool down. It will. I guess I was thinking more in terms of like the volume of smoke that was right. in the house. And this was like billowing. Yeah. As I say, put the lid back on. Just let her go. And and move it off the heat because you'd be amazed at how fast that will cool. Yeah. Um, I. But yeah. You know what? You've in got, the moment, that's not what I no. did. And that is the most boneheaded thing I've ever done in the kitchen. Oh. <sighs> That's a good one. That takes the like. I mean, I've I've cut myself a million times, but it's never come even remotely close to what I did burning that a, night. <laughs> burning a domicile a pot down. Of oil. Oh right. I mean, it's funny, and it it does. It, oh gosh, it would have saturated everything. Well, this in the is house. it, right? I mean, we opened up both doors, put the fan, the ceiling fan, at the door, turned it on to blow because this was in the right. winter time. Yep. Where it's normally on draw to bring yep. the heat up from the fire. Put it on blow. I ran to the back of the our bedroom, which the door was closed. Believe it or not, was actually relatively clear, proving uh, boys and girls that closing doors in a fire actually does make a damn difference. But I get into the bedroom. I get our uh, our floor fan, set it up strategically at the end of the hallway to blow everything out towards the living room and the staircase. Got a second floor fan in the kitchen pointed towards the open door. And I'm I'm not kidding. Within fifteen minutes, we had it completely blown out, just on three fans. Yep. No. Yeah. Right. And I mean, the fire department doesn't do anything different when they come to do that, right? They, no. They usually put lots of air in a big entrance, and then the, or a small entrance, and then try to blow it out a big entrance, or vice versa. Yeah. So, um, I think my biggest snafu, not nearly as good as yours. Well. I mixed up uh, teaspoons with tablespoons. Oh, nice. For salt. Oh, no. So, yeah, ruined some baking, and it was like the Dead Sea. <laughs> Take a bite, and you're like, whoa. I did one like that. Different, different though. I screwed up measuring cups. Right. So the, the recipe, I was making a birthday cake. Making a birthday cake for my oldest son, and the thing called for uh, two two cups of water. And instead of grabbing the one cup measuring cup, well, we didn't have a one cupper at that time. I only had one, but it was a two cupper. Right. So I'm like two cups of water. Great. I put two measuring cups of water so in that cake. Four cups. Four cups of water in there. And that cake sat in the oven for ever. But it did cook. Yeah. And I don't know if I, if I ate it on principle because I made it, but I swear it was the, the most moist cake you'd ever eaten. Very good. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I think the closest we ever came to burning down the house 
I don't know how old the kids were, but they were old enough to get up on their own, and we trust sure. and we trusted them with the toaster. Yeah, like right, it's a toaster, right? And I remember coming, you know, it, sleeping in on a Sunday morning, and then just be like waking up, and I'm like, "What is something? Just smells wrong." Yeah. And went downstairs, and as I got to like the ceiling level, there yep. was a foot of smoke. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What's going on? And the kids are watching TV, and I'm like, do you not see the smoke? And I go out, and the toaster is is billowing yeah. smoke. And um, I don't know if it was toaster or a waffle. It might have been a Lego My Ego. To get stuck in there? Got stuck, wouldn't pop. Oh, and so it, it just kept going. It was glowing. Oh. It went... Just unplugged the, the body t- of the toaster was glowing, uh, and the ego <laughs> turned it to charcoal, so it had burnt, and literally it was at the point where there was embers on the ego. Nice. So just yanked the toaster uh, out of the wall and opened the deck and just hawked it into the backyard. Sure, sure. Uh, very similar to your story, into the sn- closest yeah, snowbank. snowbank. I went out later and be like, oh, I guess we need a new toaster. <laughs> yeah. Boy, what I, the stuff I learned from doing that, you know, we, um, I was convinced that, that I could save the pot. Kim was not. But I remember afterwards, after it had cooled down, it was so hot that it had polymerized the oil to the pot. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you've never seasoned a cast iron frying pan, this is the same process that you actually purposely go through is you, with that, that's why they tell you use a very fine, thin layer, and then you wipe it off, and then you you shove it in the oven, and you you bake it at four hundred degrees because you want to. You are literally changing the the chemical structure of the oil molecules. You're bonding them to the surface of the pan, not realizing you could do that with a stainless steel, you know, non-porous. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely polymerize it, though. And I'm like, well, like, apparently I can do it with stainless steel. Can't do it with cast iron. So did you put any elbow grease into that pot? Or yeah, no, it, it eventually got tossed. There you go. I intended to clean it, but then it just, it was a reminder of how close we came. And, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to let it lie. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, Good choice. So too. All right, here's my last one. Okay. What quote or saying do people uh, spout but is complete BS? Oh my God! A quote or saying? Quote or saying? I'm gonna throw you out my my favorite one. Yeah, and sure, this is, sure. Is through Michelle. Um, yeah. That uh, it has happened at her work, and and once she said it, it I just started to pick it up in my daily life. To no fault of my own. So right, somebody's messed. That's the thing. That's the thing. So right, I missed a deadline. I did the work incorrectly, but to no fault. But it's not of, my fault. But it, to no fault of my own, I did this wrong, or I missed the deadline. Well, that sounds like that's all your fucking that, fault. That, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, Michelle has a couple cute stories uh, in regards to that, and I won't share those. But you know, she told me a story, and then I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, people do say that, and it is their fault. No, it's totally true. I know some people like that who would like to absolve themselves of, of stuff that they think was not their fault. But yet, ultimately, when you're in charge of something, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. It's the people that throw butt. Into oh, yes. Yeah. So here's one I learned. When you are having 
a discussion or particularly an argument, when you throw out the word but, everything you say after the word but just negated everything you said before it. Correct. Oh my gosh, it's so true. <laughs> it's so so yeah. simple. Such a small word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it has such a negative uh, context. I think one for me, I don't know if it's a slogan or a phrase really, but people say it all the time. They say, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Or they make these overtures of, I'll be there when you need me. And it usually comes in response to some kind of outcry from the person who's like, who's obviously displayed some reason why you have come to them to say, if you need, because clearly there's something has happened to them. It's happened to me where I've been in crisis and I've said something publicly and I get a lot of these like, and it usually comes from people who like geographically live far away. Right. Oh, you know, I'm always there if you, well, fuck, I'm telling you, I need you now. Where the fuck are you? Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like that comes with a lot of, a lot of hollowness. It's a little empty for me. So I try not to say that. Right. And I'm guilty of it. I've said it before and, I, and I've even said it recently. But I try to be aware that that can come across as being not patronizing, but like I say, it's a little empty. I'm just going to toot my own horn. Sure. Because I drove by your house this week. Yeah. And I saw your lovely wife sitting in the driveway. She looked all disheveled. She did. And I'm like, oh, Kim looks defeated. Yeah. So we turned around and we came back. Yeah. And we helped you finish. And all my yard work got done. Yeah. But you know what? That worked out really well because then you guys came to my house <laughs> and I got all my uh, patio furniture put away. Yeah. It worked out pretty good. So, for uh, but yeah, it, it it's this whole thing of, you know, I could have later on <laughs> talked to you and be like, oh, you looked really tired there when I drove by and, yeah. and waved. Yeah, I was. Thanks for not doing anything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? And we talk about that a lot of times. And I always feel bad because it's like sometimes you're in a place where, you know what, you have all the time and all the effort and you you help somebody a ton, whether they're building a house or they're building a project or they're painting. Oh, yeah. And you go and you do it. And then all of a sudden another thing comes up with a different set of friends or a different time in your life. And you're like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know what? That's when you just keep your mouth shut and don't make any comments and don't make any eye contact and be like, you know what? I just, I, I'm, you know, physically exhausted or mentally drained and I, I don't have any energy to spare for you. And that's, it, it, it happens. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's something smarter people would tell you that, how you can give your energy to some people and other people and maybe other people don't deserve your energy. Yep. And, um, and you know what, maybe you making that choice is actually a good mental health thing. And maybe it's a step forward that you actually, that you realize, you know what, there's people in the world that are worth reaching out and helping and putting a hand out. And there's people that you should just keep your hands in your pockets. Absolutely. You've, you've got to be selective about how you spend your energy. Yeah. Because it's an investment. It's a real investment. And if you've only got a limited amount to give, you want to make sure that you're putting it in the right place. Pretty poignant. Yeah, for sure it is. I would have liked to end on a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry to get all serious. Oh, on you right. But uh, yeah. 
Well, before we get going here, just want to throw a shout out to our friends over at uh, Henry's Barbershop at uh, 172 Hunter Street, Peterborough, Ontario. Kind enough to uh, let us come in a couple of weeks ago and share in this uh, vision of what we're doing. So Henry's Barbershop, where tradition matters. And if you're looking for an appointment, you can get a hold of them at uh, 705-749-2200. It's uh, Henry's Barbershop, 172 Hunter Street, West Peterborough, Ontario. Well, Scott? Check out their Instagram. They got a ballin' new video out. Yeah, and and they've got a wicked cover photo. They do. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. You may or may not have seen that one before. And yes, Wes, it's another week, another episode. That's right. Thanks, man. All right, we'll catch you next time in the barbershop. All right, bye. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for hanging with us at the barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the Barbershop is a Sawcast production.